Streaming has gotten way too complicated, but you can hack the system with Prime Video. It has everything in one app with one password. See Roadhouse and the National Women's Soccer League both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report sports add-on. Or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Thanks for listening to the Herd Podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday on Fox Sports Radio at noon to 3 Eastern, 9 a.m. to noon Pacific. Find your local station for the herd at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Fox Sports Radio or FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Here we go. It's hour two. We're live in Los Angeles. It's the herd wherever you may be and however you may be listening. Thanks for making us part of your day. Uh, hope you had a great weekend. I did. Uh, watched a lot of football as you did. Uh, rainy weather in Southern California. J-Mac, here we are, four teams left. And for a big chunk of the year, we felt like Baltimore and San Francisco were going to end up here. Um, I don't think Detroit's as big a long shot as some people are making them out to be. Like, the spread to me feels like they're lucky to be here. And it's like you... Most people picked Detroit to win the division. After that, we just didn't know. Yeah. We didn't know what Jordan Love would be or would Justin Fields take another lead. We didn't quite know the division. But when I watched Detroit play, this has been like a patient, slow process. There yeah. was the first year they got there, and they were terrible defensively. They lost a bunch of shootouts, but they were fun. Then the next year, they still lost shootouts, but we kept talking about how hard they play. And then our perception was Detroit had, like, after their draft, they'd closed some of the issues. I think Detroit is a corner away from being a Super Bowl team. Like a really nice corner. I mean, listen, if if Debo Samuel doesn't play and all of a sudden the skies open up and we get bad weather, maybe the Lions have a chance. But no, I think San Francisco's the side here. Detroit's an amazing story. And who knows? You know, like if Aaron Jones can peel off a 50-yard run and and have over 100 yards, why can't Montgomery and Gibbs have a a good ground game? Gibbs is good. Gibbs is real nice. I mean, he just is so fast. His acceleration, this is an old school name, but it's very Tony Dorsett. Like zero to 60 in one step. He gets going full speed instantly. It's like Adrian Peterson had some of that. You're like, I mean, two steps in, you're like full speed. Yeah, and they got Ben Johnson, who you could argue is the best play caller left in the playoffs. Sorry, Kyle Shanahan. Ben Johnson's just been phenomenal. Here we go. Colin Wright, Colin Wrong on a Monday. Where Colin was right. Three and one in our game picks. We had Baltimore to win by double digits. Lion to win, cover the spread. And Green Bay giving San Francisco fits. We didn't really have a classic uh, blazing five. I was wrong on Buffalo. I thought the statistical sheet gave Buffalo the edge. But, you know, I had my shovel out with Kansas City. Once again, I'm wrong. 
where Colin was wrong. You know, I said for two months, this finally felt like a Buffalo team that would break through because they wouldn't have to put the bat signal up and have Josh Allen save them. But 12 rushes, almost 40 pass attempts. I mean, he made some. That was an amazing throw to the end zone. It's not like Buffalo's window is closed. They're going to be fine. They've got a solid coach and a great quarterback. I think they paid too much for Vaughn Miller. But um, it does feel like these are wasted opportunities for one of the great quarterback talents of all time, and I bought in. Where Colin was right? I think my skepticism on Brock Purdy is proving right. I like him. Cognitively, he figures stuff out and can make throws. But his small hands were an issue just because of some rain. And once they lost Debo Samuels, they became very Christian McCaffrey reliant. I like him. But when you start looking around the NFL, who's hoisting these Lombardi trophies, it's not a lot of last guys picked. He had one really nice final drive and deserves credit for it. But the truth is, if Green Bay could make their kicks and didn't drop a pick six, they would have lost at home where Colin was wrong. It looks like Nick Sirianni's going to keep his gig. There's another story where a de- demoted defensive coordinator is getting fired. So I, I'd never seen a team go from 10-1 and one to literally no identity and getting blown out. But, you know, Philadelphia has given some coaches before an extra year, and so Nick Sirianni is going to retain his job. I think a lot of his success is tied to the now-departed offensive coordinator head coach of the uh, Colts, Shane Steichen, but I'm wrong on that. I think I would have moved off. I don't love running through coaches, but this just felt like a young coach a bit over his skis and at times a bit juvenile and temperamental and emotion-driven on the sidelines. Where Colin was right. Never bought into the Lamar Jackson can't win playoff games narrative. If you can win regular season games, you can win playoff games. And the kid is magical. And he just keeps getting better and better and better. And there's real leadership skills. Apparently, he was yelling and barking and screaming at teammates at halftime. Listen, I mean, he ran for 100 yards. He had four total touchdowns. When you go watch a professional football game, and a quarterback is maybe the fastest player on the field, and other elite defenders miss badly on him, you know you're looking at one of one, and that's what Lamar Jackson has become. Where Colin was wrong. I thought Cliff Kingsbury would be the choice for the Bears at coordinator. Uh, It was Shane Waldron got the job, who runs the same basic offensive family as Luke Getze, who they let go of. Caleb Williams is going to be the choice. We perceive that to be true. And Cliff Kingsbury has an excellent relationship with Caleb Williams. So I thought they would make an aggressive run. In fact, I was told they would. And they hire Shane Waldron. Where Colin was right. The Falcons are meeting with Jim Harbaugh now for a second time. Do they see what we do, which is Harbaugh's a better candidate than Belichick? My question with Bill Belichick, is he just taking a job for a milestone to become the all-time winningest coach over Don Shula, or is he really long-term all-in? Harbaugh's younger, he's on the offensive side, and the other thing I love with Harbaugh that I think is indisputable, he will have such an advantage for his first two to three years in this league with college personnel because he's been recruiting all the elite kids from all over the country. That cannot be downplayed. Harbaugh will be as good as any general manager in this sport for about three years. Very reminiscent of Pete Carroll when he first got the Seahawks job. He was finding stars in the fourth, fifth, and sixth round. Where Colin was right. We told you 
Alabama doesn't have Texas or Ohio State money when it comes to the NIL, and there's been a mass exodus of some of their elite players. Nick Saban was holding this puppy together, and a year or two ago, Saban started criticizing the NIL. And what I told you was, it's because Alabama doesn't have the kind of money that the Ohio State Collective does, or the Texas for sure Collective does. And kids these days don't care about facilities. They want to get paid. And Ohio State stepped up. Texas is stepping up. And the thing that was holding it together was sort of the gravitas, the expertise, and the greatness, the iconic nature of Nick Saban getting you to the pros. But now that he's gone, kids are like, I don't get Saban or the money. I'm going to go be a Buckeye. Colin Wright, Colin Wrong on a Monday. And with that, Mark Schlereth is a three-time Super Bowl winner. And watching, watching the Chiefs yesterday, my takeaway was... I'd watched them all year. They'd made all these mistakes. And for them to clean them all up on the road against Buffalo in the most high leverage, emotional, anxiety-ridden game, you played on three Super Bowl champions. I guess this is just what they do because I was really shocked how efficient Kansas City was in that spot. Yeah, you know, they've done such a great job, and Andy Reid has done such a great job of basically morphing his offense into the personnel that he has. They have run the ball with much more frequency. They've run the ball with much more physicality. Obviously, Mahomes is just a genius when he's in the pocket. Their ability to throw the football, throw it accurately. And then what you know, what's hurt them all season long, all the drops that you saw over yeah. the course of the season, they clean those guys up. They have a few guys they trust right now. Rice has really made a big impact. Obviously, we know what Kelsey has been all these years, but I think it's just kind of finding your personnel, finding what is going to fit best for you, and putting that personnel into a position you know, to, to have success and then having the best quarterback on the planet actually execute those things. Um, it's amazing what they've been able to do, and, and it's just that confidence that we've done this before, and I'm not a flip-the-switch mentality guy, but they have a certain flip-the-switch over there where they have had so much success, and they know who they have playing the quarterback position that, hey, man, we're going to be okay regardless of the situation and regardless of what has happened in our past. Yeah, listen, I like Sean McDermott. I don't think they have to make a lot of changes. I mean, having been in Los Angeles and watched Vaughn Miller have a very good Super Bowl, I did think they overpaid for him. I I thought he was kind of at the end of it. Be that as it may, I think Buffalo's a really smart operation. I wouldn't make any wholesale changes. I just... I do feel like, I said this, Mark, when these two teams match up, about six plays decide it. And it always feels like Kansas City's a bit more prepared for them, and Buffalo's kind of winging it. And I don't want to blame anybody for it, but I, I just felt watching that game, I'm like, oh, here we go again. It's Josh Allen. Save us, Josh. Did you feel that at all watching them? Yeah, I I did, and they were dominant running the football, dominant for the entirety of the game until they weren't in the fourth quarter, and they, you know, hand the ball off, and they get a minus two or a minus four, and uh, that's part of that. And and then there's part of me that just feels like at some point, and I love, you know, what they've been able to establish and and where they are. I think one of the things you have to look at yourself and your franchise in general, um, have you become an organization that has reached its pinnacle with the coach that you currently have and do you have to make a move off of Sean McDermott? Um, has he become the John Fox of this generation? Hey, he's going to take you to a point, but can he get you over the top? And that may be unfair, and that may be completely 
off basis, but, you know, here's where we sit right now. You've got a generational type of quarterback that I think you just lean too much on. Yeah. And, um, and oftentimes that, that, that just can't be, that's, it's not deliverable. And can your coach put you in a position? I mean, I understand that they had 10 people on the field on a fake punt, but you're, you're on your 35 <laughs> and you cannot give Patrick Mahomes at any point, um, in any point in any game, you can't give him, you know, a 40-yard field. I'm sorry, that just doesn't work. So, you know, although they fumbled on that, fumbled through the end zone, and, and Buffalo got the field, they got the, 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 you know, the ball back, those are decisions to me based upon who you're playing that you just can't make those decisions in a game. You know, I'm, I want to talk about, um, you know, Detroit. So they have a, a losing history. Um, and not every team, I don't remember exactly the timeline. Uh, I know you were with the Broncos in the mid-90s. Um, but, I mean, I grew up with the Broncos going to Super Bowls with Craig Morton and losing. And then all of a sudden they went yeah. to Super Bowls with Elway. And they were losing. And then they weren't. And there is sort of that, that thing you have to leap over, that channel of losing big games to winning big games. And I, it's, it, it's funny, when I watch Detroit, I'm like, all the losing stuff to me, like, this has been a slow build. I don't feel like I'm watching a March Madness Cinderella team. They were 4-19 and to start, and then they got competitive, and then they won close, and now they occasionally win playoff games by double digits. I don't think there's any fluke here. I watch Detroit, Mark, and I'm like, I think they could beat San Francisco. I like their, I like their players. How do you view them? Yeah. Yeah, I think there are outstanding football team, especially on the offensive side of the ball. And I think they've done a great job, Brad Holmes, their general manager, in lockstep with uh, with Dan Campbell, their head coach, and the kind of players they want and the development of those players. We have seen how many of these guys on their offense, from Laporta to Gibbs to, you know, Penny Sewell, have had a great impact on this franchise um, in, in what they've been able to do on the offensive side of the football, and they're built in a physical fashion. And then, you know, the, the most powerful thing I think you can do for players or, you know, think about it from your own children's standpoint is believe in them. And they went out and got Jared Goff, and they had believed in Jared Goff. They believed in a system that uh, they could put him in. And that guy has made more middle of the, the middle of the football field kind of um, highly contested ball placement type of throws than just about anybody in football. And I think that goes back to their belief in Jared Goff, their belief talking to Dan Campbell of him being the most accurate quarterback in football. Dan Campbell has told me on many occasions I've never been around a more accurate quarterback. And remember, he play or he coached in New Orleans with Sean um, with, with Sean Payton when they had Drew Brees. Right. So, I mean, this is a guy that really believes in his players and puts them in the best positions to win. And defensively, I, I will say this, getting C.J. Gardner-Johnson uh, back in that back end has really helped them out from an attitude standpoint. They probably miss elite-level corners and they miss one extra pass rusher. Uh, but again, th they're going to win the way they win, which is physicality, and, and no-nonsense kind of approach to football. You know, I'm watching San Francisco, and there's some things that – and I, I fall into this trap where I watch a team and I romanticize what I've seen, but I'm not watching the reality. So if you really look at San Francisco's defensive front now, it's got a lot of big names, 
but it isn't always a dominating defensive front. And if you take Debo out, they can be kind of one-dimensional with Christian McCaffrey. And it rains a little, and Brock Purdy can't grip the ball, is that I can't unsee them getting rolled by Baltimore or outplayed by Green Bay. And is it possible that we're overvaluing San Francisco for what they are right now? There's a lot of big names, but they're not all playing great or healthy at this point. Yeah, I think there's a lot. I think there's a lot that goes into that. You know, I think when you talk about Kyle Shanahan's ability to call plays, and Kyle Shanahan from a just from a an organizer of offense standpoint, um, a lot of what they do is based off their run game, the intricacies of their run game, the physicality of their run game, and then setting up that short passing game, but getting those windows that are wide open with nobody around a receiver for 8, 10, 12 yards so you can get that run after the catch, and it may be a really short throw, but that's kind of how they're built. And when they get out of a rhythm or they get behind, then all of a sudden you have to change your offense to more static formations, less you know leaning on that running game and creating that play action off of that, and therefore that's not what they're versed at. That's not what they're very good at, and and that's you know the stat we saw all over the television set that was zero and thirty when they're down by five points or right, more right. in the fourth quarter. Right, that that's part of that deal. I think what you have to do though is you got to give Green Bay a lot of credit. Um, in regards to the way their offensive line played, but the way they call plays. Matt LaFleur knows Kyle Shanahan. He knows San Francisco. He's played them. He's lost to them in the playoffs. And you can tell a lot about what a person or what a team thinks about you in the way they game plan. Look at that quick passing game. Look how much they were to get on the edge with the wide receivers cracking down and then playing the toss game in that running game. A lot of that was based upon, hey, this defensive front is so good. Let's get the ball out quickly. Let's Let's run the football. Let's make sure that we wear them out because we know they're going to rotate. So I thought a lot of Green Bay's success was um, was really in the way they called that game, the way that Matt LaFleur saw San Francisco and took that strength, which was that defensive line, away from them in the way he called play. So kudos to him. And will Detroit try to replicate some of that stuff that they were able to do in that game against, uh, against the San Francisco 49ers? Saying earlier, I've watched Baltimore, like everybody else, play 15 times this year. And I got to tell you, I'm not, I know they're not great at corner, Man, I'm physicality, linebackers, it just all works. Their staff, Mark, they just look like the – sometimes you watch a team and you're like, yeah, they remind me a little bit of Philadelphia last year where they got perfect coordinators, a uniquely mobile quarterback. They're now healthy. I mean, when you watch Baltimore, what do you see? I see a team that will beat you up physically. And when they do that to you, both both sides of the ball, they'll beat you up physically. When they do that to you, it allows their quarterback to do the things that he does, not only in the passing game, but when he takes the ball away, you saw the 100 yards that he rushed for last, uh, uh, last what, Saturday or Sunday? I think it was Saturday, uh, whatever, this weekend. Um, he was incredible. He was absolutely incredible. But that starts with their ability to run the ball, their ability to run the RPO game, their ability to run the read zone game where he becomes a factor in the running game. And you have to factor him so much that he creates opportunities and space for those running backs in the run game. So they're great with that. Then the other thing on the defensive side of the ball, Colin, I will tell you, they are not only physical – 
But from a from the standpoint of being able to operate as an offense and figure out where they're coming from, so they will come from multiple positions, whether it's safeties or corners or their linebackers on the blitzes, uh, the simulated pressures. It, it makes it one of those communication games. And ultimately, to me, when you walk into Baltimore to play the Ravens, they are so deep in what they do as a defense that you have to, as an offense, counter that by eliminating, uh, by by squeezing down the menu of what you want to do, eliminating a bunch of stuff that you want to do because you just can't function because they do so many things as a defense. So really exceptionally well coached. And, and it starts with winning both lines of scrimmage. They consistently win the line of scrimmage, which creates their opportunity to be the aggressor in everything they do. Good stuff, Mark Schlereth. Three rings, two-time Pro Bowler, Fox Sports. Good seeing you, bud. You too, buddy. Take care. Yeah, so we got Andy Reid and John Harbaugh and Kyle Shanahan and culture creator Dan Campbell. Three of the four coaches are perceived as elite, and then Campbell, I think, what he's done to create kind of a winning, tough, aggressive culture is more than laudable. Yeah, we've seen some teams pop into the champion, conference championship game and then fade away quickly. Um, my Jets, you know, a little over a decade ago with Rex Ryan, two years in a row, haven't yeah. been back. Is yeah. this Lions team here to stay, or is this a well, little fluky, well, things broke their here's way? Here's the interesting one. So I don't think Baltimore is going anywhere. Lamar's in his prime. I don't think Kansas City's going anywhere. Mahomes in his prime. I don't think Detroit's going anywhere. Ben Johnson leaves. They may not be, but they, they're the personnel. Well, we just saw Philadelphia. Uh, they lose their both coordinators well, and they fall off a cliff a little they're, bit. Yeah, I'm not denying that, but I, 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 Philadelphia was old in spots. They had drama Fair. with AJ Brown. I don't see any drama here. This team's young. They're. I don't even think they're in their prime yet. San Francisco's the easy one. Debo now hurt again. Christian McCaffrey's on the sidelines. He, they're very reliant on him. Kittle's getting older. Trent Williams also very expensive. What if they go out and lose to Detroit? In the building, is it like we got to draft another guy? Like I think of all these teams, wait, 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 another guy where? What if Purdy just? Gets, oh, oh, another quarterback. We got to draft a quarterback. Oh, okay. We're not paying him anything. The Purdy doubt continues. Well, I, mean, I love it. This organization Fine. moved off Jimmy Garoppolo. When he took a lead into a Super Bowl in the fourth quarter. He couldn't stay healthy. That guy's hurt I mean, every other week. Well, I'm just, but Garoppolo, I think, has more natural talent. By the way, uh, it just hit me. Garoppolo, is he going to surface wherever Belichick goes to be head coach at uh, Atlanta, maybe? What, 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 what do you mean Belichick drafted him? So Didn't want to trade him until Brady forced Kraft to make him trade him. The question about Belichick, is it anything other than wanting to reach a milestone? Harbaugh has no milestone to reach. He wants to win and kick butt for eight years in the NFL. That's the thing about Belichick is like, does he just want to surpass Shula and then say, I'm going to go golf? That, that one's, but anyway, back to this. Of the four teams that are in the championship weekend, the one that's got real issues to me is San Francisco because of their cost and their age. By the way, they, they bring over Chase Young. They've got a lot of big names on that defensive front. No, they're not paying their quarterback anything. Oh, that's Last fine. Yeah. But you get what you pay for. Oh, come on. <laughs> they lose Coward, this, if come. Baltimore or Kansas City lose... Okay. If Detroit loses, okay. If San Francisco loses with this roster. Yeah, it would not be a great loss. It would yeah, be favored by a favor by touchdown. It I mean. would be a devastating loss, and there'd be big questions through the building. And if they win, oh, well, they, they were expected to win. They well, got the better favorite. team. They're, they're a touchdown favorite. Well, they are a touchdown favorite. 
just saying, San Francisco's... You, you remember, you made me a Niners fan when you said, why are you a fan of the Jets? you got to switch teams. Go. Remember, you had 49ers I made, we settled I made you, and the W's probably helped. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. Hey, it's Ben, host of The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller. It would mean a lot to have you join us on our weekly auditory journey. You're asking, what in God's name is The Fifth Hour? I'll tell you, it's a spinoff of the Ben Maller Show, a cult hit overnights on FSR. Why should you listen? Picture, if you will, a world where we chat with captains of industry in media, sports, and more every week. Explore some amazing facts about human nature and more. Listen to The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hi, it's the Herd. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It's easy, 90 seconds. Use the code HERD, H-E-R-D. That's code HERD for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in ontario bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance see dkng.co slash vball for eligibility and deposit restrictions terms and responsible gaming resources this episode brought to you by 20th century studios kingdom of the planet of the apes director wes ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Tim, I'm a Packer fan. I feel pretty darn good about that loss. I seriously, usually when the Packers lose, it's like an old Favre or an old Aaron, and you're like, you feel like, oh, you're you're decimated. I'm watching them lose, walk off that field, and I'm like, man, if I'm Green Bay, San Francisco getting a little old, Dak's cap hit now is going to be like close to 55, 56 million. Stafford's getting old. You're a Packer fan. That, that I mean, I walk, that game's over. I'm like, if they played again that night, I'd take Green Bay. But can't you, should you be more disappointed? We had that game leading in the fourth with the ball deep in their territory. And we would have been playing in Detroit next week. We already smoked the Packers on Thanksgiving. Uh, Sorry, smoked the Lions. Like we could have easily, we could be in the Super Bowl if we didn't blow this I think there are NBA playoffs and, I mean, it's like Baltimore. It's steps. You're asking a young Lamar, you know, it's it's steps. I mean, we we always forget with Mahomes. The reason the steps were so um, 
realize so quickly, a big part of it is Andy Reid. You know, I mean, Lamar's got more of a special teams coach, and, you know, Josh Allen has a defensive coach, and, you know, Brady even had a, a defensive coach, didn't very risk-averse and defense will win. You know, Mahomes inherits our Bill Walsh. He gets Andy Reid. So Andy speeds up the process of getting Mahomes from young and raw to great really quickly. That's what that's what Andy did in Philadelphia. How many championship games, by the way, has Andy Reid been to between Kansas City and Philly? I would guess probably double digits, right? I mean – do we, does everybody understand we are watching one of the three or four great coaches in the history of the sport? Yeah. Well, also, we gotta, if we're going to give him all the accolades, that end around or reverse nonsense to Mecole Hardman. I didn't love it that either. That was one of the worst <laughs> offensive play calls of the weekend. I didn't love it. Especially if you're on the Chiefs. And I, Hardman, what are you reaching out for the end zone for I, on first down, bro? I didn't love that. I mean, listen, Pacheco is an animal. We love that guy. That, he runs harder than anyone. Oh, he is. Like, he wants the contact. He's like, bring it on. No, he's got Adrian Peterson and a little bit. end around to like a 180-pound well, you know, I mean, former it's, jet. It's, if he'd have scored, you wouldn't have said anything. It, it wasn't my favorite call of the weekend. Oof. J-Mac with the news. J-Mac with the news. No, 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 no. Turn on the news. This is the Herdline News. Speaking of the Chiefs, Mahomes and Kelsey set an NFL record for most touchdowns by a quarterback-receiver duo in playoff history. They had two touchdowns against the Bills, giving them 16 total. Passing Brady and Gronk, who had 15 together, Brady tweeted out, Beasts. How good do you have to be to beat Brady and Gronk? Yeah, you got to be decent. (laughs) Um... Kelsey had been quiet, but you knew he was hunting the big game against that mash unit linebackers. Yeah, they were AJ Klein. We called that last week. That was obvious. Well, not um, for me. Not for me, but it was for you. Here's the problem: the Baltimore linebackers are among the best oh, unit in the league. I think they, and yeah. you want to hand them off to Kyle Hamilton? He's an elite no. young safety. I mean, they so, are so good down the middle of their defense. I'm waiting for you to tell me where the edge is for the Chiefs' offense here. I, I get, listen. You know, it's so funny. You know how much I revere Andy Reid. And I picked against him like three times in these big games, and every time I'm wrong. I am almost becoming a good luck charm to the Chiefs picking against them. I'm the anti-Nick Wright. I go the other way. And it's not because I disrespect them. It's just like they just feel like, okay, they're missing this, this, this. I can't even believe how well MVS and a lot of these guys that you couldn't depend on all year played. I was just like, you picked this game to be perfect. They two penalties. He never gets touched. Mahomes doesn't make any mistakes yeah. in these games. Last five playoff games, 10 touchdowns, no picks. He doesn't make any mistakes in these big games. Remember how you were knocking the offensive line last week? I saw a stat that Ed Oliver of the Bills could not get to the quarterback. The first time in two years he didn't have a pressure in a football game. Not two a, years. Not a pressure. He couldn't get to the quarterback. It was like everything fell perfectly for them. Everything. I'm just going to remind people. Uh, the Dolphins defense and the Bills defense are like middle of the pack. I think DVOA has them like 12 and 19. Baltimore's number one. Yeah, Baltimore's totally this different. Is, this and, is and Baltimore's wild physical. Like, Roquan Smith and, and Queen, those guys are like Fred Warner. Like, the Niners, linebackers, and Baltimore's are just different than everybody else's. Uh, better chance here. Uh, Chiefs getting blown out or the Chiefs win? I don't think anybody's getting blown out. These defenses are too good. Nobody's getting blown out. This is 23-20. This is, the defense and the coaching is way too good for blowouts. Okay, fair enough. Uh, next up, oh, poor Buffalo Bills kicker, Tyler Bass. Look at that. Oh, goodness oh. gracious. Oh. That just, I, I thought it got caught up in the jet stream there. It just all of a sudden hooked right significantly. Kind of lo- How do we know it didn't? 
I mean, it looks like one of my golf drives. You know, it's like all starts awesome and then just way, way off the track. <laughs> okay. uh, Bass said it was all on him, but Josh Allen is supporting his teammate after the L. I wish it wouldn't have been put in that situation. You know, that's it's you know, you win as a team, you lose as a team. You know, one play doesn't define a game. It doesn't define a season. I know people are going to be out there saying that. Um, you know, we got to be, be there for him because, again, we, we, we execute a couple plays prior. You know, probably singing a different tune right now. Yeah, kickers. It's can, not, this is not on the kicker. Let's be real. Well, both teams. I mean, listen. Mahomes had like 90 seconds left. They would have definitely scored. Come on. Well, we don't know that. Right, listen, Josh Allen Josh Allen fumbled, and they got really lucky to recover it. And he so. tried to throw an interception the play before. But I'm going to hit you with this stat. I just got this. The Chiefs had eight explosive plays. Eight, eight plays of 20 or more yards. Eight. You know how many Buffalo had? Zero. Like, what's up with that? McDer- is that McDermott, defensive guy, being conservative? Josh, well, I don't want the YOLO stuff. No deep attempts. Well, we also, I mean, they, didn't throw, they didn't have any deep completions. Well, None. Here's the other thing, is that Kansas City's defense is really good, and it's really well coached, and that matters. I mean, it's a lot of it is Kansas City's bringing back the defense that won the Super Bowl. They were young last year. Now they have experience. They're actually pretty good on the back end. Well, Sneed, uh, so. apparently this oh. season... Against Stephon Diggs, he was uh, Diggs was targeted 19 times with Snead guarding him, and Diggs had 45 total yards. Well, I mean, uh, 19 that, targets. At one point, Romo and Nance were talking about like Snead got beat on a on a play oh, a touchdown. The touchdown and they were like, first time all year or something. So I mean, they. By the way, he's a free agent. He's gonna get paid. That guy's really good. He's really good. Like, physically kind of intimidating. Like oh, just, yeah. just looks... I mean, he was bullying Tyreek Hill last week. No, Remember the line of he's, he's not a lot of guys like him in the league. Just, we'll see how he does against Zay Flowers. And by the way, Mark Andrews expected back for the Ravens for this one. So, so they are ready and to go. And we like likely the tight oh. end on Baltimore. Man, he's... Ooh, that guy's good. Uh, final story is the Detroit Lions soldier on to San Francisco in the NFC title game. Detroit's uh, offense has been great. And how about Gibbs, man? He looks good. Uh, Jared Goff gave credit to his teammates, coach, and GM. Let's not forget GM Brad Holmes. He's been excellent for how good this roster's been. It's a credit to all the guys in there. Um, We've said this a million times about how it's the same group. It's not like we've, you know, added a ton. It's a lot of the same guys, and, and and Brad and Dan have been very intentional about bringing in those type of guys who can who can handle moments like today and moments like last week and and ups and downs of a season. And um, I think it's all been intentionally done by them. And um, we're not here by accident. I mean, think about this. Gibbs comes in, looks like a top three running back in the league. Laporta comes in, looks like a top two, three tight end. Panay Sewell, one of the best tackles. I mean, like all the guys in that by the branch. I mean, they just keep they've, in the last couple drafts. They have like six home runs. Guys, immediately top of the class yeah. at their position. Like this, this is a lot. Of, and again, these GMs are all good. I mean, let's be honest about Baltimore. For years, we were always like, you know, Lamar doesn't have very good receivers, and now it's just like they have a second tight end and Zay Flowers. And so, I mean, it, we don't talk about GMs much. Uh, and it's an inexact science, but there's been a lot of work done upstairs in these games by these front offices. There's some dudes. Listen, they took a lot of heat for drafting a linebacker and a running back in the first round. They're both great. I, I mean, both are playing significant. I mean, they're in the NFC Championship. It's a great story, man. J-Mac with the news. Well, that's the news. And thanks for stopping by. The Herd Line News. You're banging around watching college basketball this weekend. I wasn't, by the way. I was... 
A little bit. Watching the NFL. Not, not a ton. Yeah. By the way, record ratings again. Saturday, record ratings. Nobody watches TV. Yeah, except America. Well, I mean, I wasn't, wasn't it like that. negative 10 degrees for like 90% of America? It's got, well, isn't hey, it always in January? I hear this all the time. Everybody's watching streaming. That's why the companies are all broke. Tell you what they're watching. Fox. Seriously, every TV I walked by this weekend. That's funny. Nobody was on streaming. Get it all off your chest. Go ahead. <laughs> Just hammer it away. I'm getting rid of all those streamers. I'm done with them. Well, you, what you got to do is see that Leonardo uh, you know, DiCaprio I'm getting a black and white TV. I'm so jacked up for the industry. With the bunny ears on it? Yeah. yeah. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hi, it's the Herd. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Teams are knocking on the door of the conference finals, and DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered every step of the way with same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. Don't miss out. As the NBA postseason winds down, it's fantastic. Super easy to get started with DraftKings. If you're a first-timer, really easy. Try betting on something like a team to win. Go to DraftKings Sportsbook's app, select your team, and place your first bet. It's that simple, really. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It's easy, 90 seconds. Use the code HERD, H-E-R-D. That's code HERD for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. The 2024 NASCAR season drops the green flag next month with the clash at the Coliseum. And on February 18th, it's the most iconic day in all of motorsports as the great American race returns, the Daytona 500, only on Fox. You know, uh, uh, listen, nobody wants to lose, but I think the Houston Texans can say to themselves, this was a really successful season. Um, I think Tampa Bay has to look at it and think, you know, Baker Mayfield's going to work for the foreseeable future. We feel kind of good about Todd Bowles may stay. Uh, but I watched Green Bay. And you know, my takeaway on this is, and I know I don't want to pick on anybody because I know you all think uh, Aaron Rodgers, Colin, you don't like him. I got problems with him. I'd vote him into the Hall of Fame. It's like Russell Westbrook. 
He's a Hall of Famer. I'm not denying that. I think Westbrook actually had a good year. But when I watch Green Bay, my takeaway is, why in the world did Aaron leave? <laughs> this old line, this coach, Aaron Jones, these receivers. I mean, Green Bay's got dudes. It's, there's a very obvious window opening up with Green Bay. And I think they look at it now and wonder if they should have moved off Aaron two years ago. I mean, th th this is it's amazing when the Green Bay quarterback actually doesn't check out of design plays how good of a coach Matt LaFleur is. But, I mean, if you go around the NFL, find me the teams that draft and develop offense better than Green Bay. I I'm sure you could go find a couple, but they're really good at it. Uh, Pittsburgh's done a good job through the years at finding receivers and running back talent. But Green Bay, this is what they do. They draft and develop. You don't have an owner, but you don't have chaos. You're in a small town, but you don't deal with a seething, agenda-driven, big-town media. Jordan Love can be erratic, but the dude's a playmaker, and he's very Favre-like. He's not going to be as precise as Aaron Rodgers. Aaron doesn't throw a lot of picks. Very precise. He's, he's got more Favre than Rodgers, where he, the ball will sail. He'll take more chances. But I, when I watch Green Bay, like my only knock on them is time on task. They're just young and haven't played many games together but um not only have they not dipped losing Aaron Rodgers this team would blow out last year's Packers I'm convinced of it I thought they were better than San Francisco and I think San Francisco's got one of the two best rosters in football so they're more cohesive they're more collaborative you look like you're actually watching a team and a coach, and they're running the plays designed by the staff, but there's no drama around them. And I, I kept looking all weekend. I'm thinking to myself, I like San Francisco a lot, but a lot of their star players are getting banged up and they're old. Dallas, they got to pay Micah very soon, and Dak's cap hit is now punitive. Philadelphia, do we love the head coach? And they just lost their emotional leader, Jason Kelsey. The Rams, I thought they were great, but Stafford's turning 36. He's been banged up a bit, and Aaron Donald's getting older. And Detroit, I think Detroit's going to be good, but they're losing Ben Johnson. And as J-Mac pointed out multiple times, they got to pay in a year. they got to pay Jared Goff some big money. So this is the window for two years when you can kind of stack rosters. But I, I, I'm going to tell you something. Here, I, I'm watching Jordan Love and this team, and I'm like – be you know they always tell you be careful you know it's not always greener the pastures aren't greener elsewhere i and i know aaron had some misgivings about the front office i get it sometimes you and your bosses don't get along but does aaron understand what he left because this thing is stacked <laughs> this offense is stacked and when's the last time the Packers had a bad old line? And Aaron Jones is a stud. After Christian McCaffrey, there's a short list of running backs I'd start my team with. Aaron Jones is near the top of that list. So here was Matt LaFleur after a disappointing loss, certainly. I know this one's going to hurt him. Uh, I'm sure he'll be really hard on himself. And he's just got to use it as fuel to, to continue to get better. But I think we saw so much growth throughout the course of the season. Um, not only from a, just uh, his ability to, to going out there and playing consistent winning football, um, but also I think he, he grew as a leader. And I think that's very important, obviously, to to be the, the franchise quarterback that I expect him to be for for a long time around here. Yeah, when I watched Green Bay, I saw coaching and cohesion. 
and not trying to just get a knock on Aaron, but I didn't always feel cohesion. We watched last year when the young receivers and the veteran quarterback, he'd ghost them, you know, wouldn't throw to certain guys after drops, get frustrated. And that's why Jordan Love makes sense. Generationally, it feels like Green Bay is sort of one growing together, young coach, young quarterback, young tight ends, young receivers. But, man, they, they, they got dudes. They are, they're not quite as physical as uh, – Detroit's young players. They, uh, Detroit's got a, a little more physical, and maybe that's the culture created. Yeah, Green Bay's got a lot of good players. You're, you're rolling your eyes. I, I like them. I, th- I was just blown away by Jordan Love's improvement. They controlled that game. I, how often do you watch Kyle Shanahan and you think to yourself, oh, he's getting completely outcoached here? Um. Not not very often. I just I, I can't get over this Jordan Love stuff. So yes, he was on an epic heater. I think twenty one touchdowns and one interception over like seven, nine games or something, right? Yeah, final nine games he threw for twenty five hundred yards, twenty touchdowns, just three picks. Okay, so two of them came in the final seventeen minutes against the Niners. Now I know it's a great defense and you're on the road, young quarterback, all that stuff. But this whole like, oh my gosh, what a game from Jordan. He was twenty one of thirty four for one hundred and ninety four yards, yeah. five point seven yards per attempt. Like if I were to just tell you that. That's his passing stats. You're like, oh, they got their butts kicked. Like, he did not have a great game. No, no, no. He had an inferior game to Purdy, but the narrative is... Well, he threw... Well, first of all, take away, the, take away the last pick. He's trying to make a play. He's just trying to make something happen. Take it away? <laughs> well, I mean, it's. I'm not going to crush Baker for his last pick. You got you to make a play happen. And I do think Jordan Love, his style is more Favre than Aaron. It is more... I'm going to... I'm gonna make you're gonna have Sundays where I throw three picks. He's gonna have those. Aaron doesn't have those games very often. So he's 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 more far. He's a little bit more of a gunslinger. By the way, that was what they said. I remember talking to people when he came in. They're like, he can be really erratic. He still can be. That, yeah. So we have to acknowledge that's a little bit who he is. Well, Josh Allen can be that, and I love Josh Allen. We all love Favre. So it's oh, I, Andrew Luck would throw picks. Peyton, Eli threw picks. I'm not going to crush people for picks yeah, if you're yeah. a playmaker. Not everybody's Aaron or Mahomes where they, they get you numbers and you don't get any interceptions. That's very so rare. Who, who do you think had a better game at quarterback, Jordan Love or Brock Purdy? Oh, Jordan Love's a much better quarterback. No, no, I didn't say that. I said who had a better well, game. What, what does that mean? Who, who was better in the, in the playoff thought, game than that? Thought, considering who he has to work with, kids, Jordan Love. But, he, so, you know, he, had, he did have a couple picks. Purdy had a bad three quarters. And he was unbelievably clutch on the final drive. Love was above average for the first two and three-fourths quarters, and then he was putrid down the stretch. Like, well, it's, it's the, young team getting a little bit worked. I, worked. I, I don't know. I, I like it. I, I, I like that. I, I respect it. Go All ahead. Right. Eagles press conference Wednesday. Howie Roseman, the GM, and Nick Sirianni. That tells you he's coming back. I was wrong on that. Yeah, I don't know if I love that. Eagles fans don't love it. (laughs) (laughs) Hour three. Hi, let's talk about Pro Plan Sport. Pro Plan Sport is advanced nutrition made to fuel strength and stamina in active dogs like yours. So wherever your next journey together takes you, start it off right with the high-performance fuel your dog needs to keep pushing you every step of the way. Pro Plan Sport. Learn more at ProPlansport.com. 
Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details offer expires may 31st 2024 apy equals annual percentage yield restrictions apply 500 dollars minimum and two hundred fifty thousand dollars maximum deposit advantage status required comparison based on bank rate average federally insured by ncua